This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Muna has just released a new self-titled record, and it's filled with queer, danceable pop anthems such as Silk Chiffon. What I want. And solid. All three members of Muna identify as queer. The band jokes about this album having, quote, dyke boy band energy. I asked the band, which is comprised of lead vocalist Katie Gavin, multi-instrumentalist Naomi McPherson, and guitarist Josette Maskin, if they felt they had this type of representation in music growing up or not. Katie answered first. It's funny because I feel like we found music that was queer, like not even knowing that it was. I was really drawn to Tegan and Sarah, but didn't know that they were out. I was very drawn to Tracy Chapman. I think you, you queer people have a way of finding their own stories, like whether you, you know that you're doing that or not. But I also think it's really undeniable that queer artists, you know, that were making music when we were kids had a much harder road and there were much more tangible consequences to being out. We have kind of, had a career at a very interesting point in time. We decided to be out as a band when we started putting out music in 2014. And there were not that many out queer artists then. And I think since then there has been kind of a tidal wave. So I think we just try and stay open and honest about the things that have changed and the things that still need to change. Yeah, and I'm curious, too, like, how have your fans, like, responded to the queer representation in your music? Like, as you said, like, coming out in 2014, kind of before this larger wave happened, what kind of feedback have you gotten from fans? Like, are some, like, just, like, thank you for being a voice for us? I mean, do you feel like you got strong feedback, you know, in either way? I mean, I think our fans have just been the kindest in, like, the entire world. I think they felt the same that we did, that they wanted more queer representation when they're growing up. And some of them are young enough that we are actually like that representation. So it's always been, I think from the start, super, super positive. And we just feel so lucky that we exist in a time that we can exist. And also that, I don't know, more and more queer artists can exist for queer people. Totally. I mean, it's it's also interesting, right? Because like when we talk about queer representation in pop culture, I think we are so lucky to have experienced a sort of wider deluge of out artists and creatives across like all creative industries. At the same time, I think we're wary about making the, you know, capital R representation be where the buff stops, if that makes sense. Like I, I, I do think like, we're concerned with how marginalized identities can so easily get like subsumed and consumed in and by capitalism and sold back to people, but completely de-radicalized. So I think we definitely make music for the people that that need it and the people that share our identities. I think also at the same time, we want to be careful with like painting too rosy of a picture of what it's actually, what it's actually like beyond, you know, the, the representation factor. 
So you were on the major label RCA, but got dropped from the label during the pandemic, and you're now releasing this album on Phoebe Bridgers' Satisfactory Records. Um, KXP and myself are a huge fan of Phoebe Bridgers. I'm curious how you would describe the difference starting on a major label and then transitioning to an indie label. Like, how has that felt musically and creatively to go through that shift? Phoebe's the best, and we're very lucky to be working with her. And I would say, we got really, really lucky working at RCA with the same A&R person for the whole time that we were there. And his name is Dan Chertoff. And he was a guy who took us out to dinner when we were 20 years old and said, I'm so excited about what you guys are doing. I wouldn't change anything. I just want you guys to be yourselves. And I want you to carry out that vision. And he was really a champion for us. And I do feel like we had this kind of rare experience of, I don't know if it was because we were always really outspoken and there's three of us and we like, you know, backed each other up, but we've, the whole time we've been a band, we've been very steadfast about like not compromising things creatively. But I will say that I think this transition came at a time where we were asking questions about our sustainability as a band And we hadn't recouped at RCA. And for people who are not in the music industry, recouped is a word. I I don't know if it must be a word in other industries, but it's like basically we owed the label money. And I think that you're kind of in a vulnerable spot when you know that like maybe, maybe if we had stayed and if they hadn't dropped us, like it would have been a time where we would have had to start making, you know, some type of, uh, I don't know, compromise, like because of the position that we were in and like in order to continue to to put out music. And the cool thing about transitioning to an indie label is that the truth is with Muna, like we make pop music, but we are a band that is capable of self-producing. So Naomi's a, a f-ing amazing producer. So is Josette. So it's like we can make pop records in an indie format And therefore it's like, we're interested in working with a label that um, where the business format maybe was a bit more sustainable. We wouldn't owe the label so much money, like every time we put out a record and um, you know, we kind of had this shift. It's part of growing up and just like looking at things you don't want to look at, like your finances. But yeah, I mean, I think it was an empowering move towards like, you know, throughout being involved in this project through our whole twenties, like we've only gotten better at doing this on our own. So we actually are a band that is able to function at an indie label. And, you know, Phoebe was very much the same as our first day in our person in terms of just, she believes in us and she likes what we do and she doesn't want to get in the way of that. So we've been really lucky to have that really for the whole time that we've been a band. I've been speaking with Muna about their self-titled album, which is out now. They will be performing in Seattle uh, during Day In, Day Out Festival, which takes place August 12th through the 14th. Muna, congratulations and thanks so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you.
That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.